tinfoil hat stage. I need a good helmet for the banging my head against the wall stage. The Kate Daly Show starts now. The plane circle around and actually come on to the opposite side of the building and smash into the trade center. It was great, to be honest with you. The plane wasn't no airline or anything. It was a twin-engine big gray plane. Mark, were you close enough to be able to see any markings on, on the airplane? Um, it definitely did not look like a commercial plane. I didn't see any windows on the side. Interesting. The eyewitness accounts that got shelved uh, right after they were uh, taken by local news programming on 9-11. And as we remember this somber day where many, many people were killed, I appreciate you listening in. In fact, we had Rebecca Roth on Friday. Today, I have a special guest for you. He is the author of the author. And also, this is a film, uh, Operation Terror. And it's Art Olivier. I also have uh, Uncle Milty with us, too. Of course, because it's yeah, Monday. It's, it's <laughs> and Monday. then That's Dr. Right. Pesta will be following this hour. Uh, welcome to the show, Art Olivier. How are you? Great. How are you doing, Kate? I am great. It's so great to have you. Um, those accounts coming in to, um, you know, we, they, you can still go and listen to those. And, of course, they all said there were no there, there were no commercial planes going into the towers. And so, of course, I, I, would, I would hope people really think about that because I know that, on t- it, obviously, today, you're not going to have a lot of shows talking about this different angle against the narrative. And everyone will be talking about the narrative today. But I know I know better. I think you know better. Uncle Milty knows better. And, and there are so many, uh, so many lies and so many things we've been told about 9-11. And so I'm excited to talk about this movie with you, OperationTerror.com, if you want more information on this. But I think I'll start out playing the trailer. What do you think? Yes? Yeah. Should we play the trailer? Okay, let's let's play the minute-long trailer, and um, and it says uh, at the very beginning, based on 9/11 events, this is the movie Operation Terror that Art did, Art wrote, and directed. This came out in uh, 2012. Here we go. Fifteen billion barrels of oil in the Caspian Sea. They can't get it out. We need to use our military might to take that oil. The problem. Is the pacifist mindset of the American people. To wake them up, we need a catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a, a new Pearl Harbor. Our terrorists will attack the three pillars of American society, commerce, the military, and the government. We are going to make the destruction of the Twin Towers by terrorists. Look as James possible. We've developed a weapon that cannot be used against any of our enemies. I don't know what we're going to use it for. Betrayed me and his country. What the hell is going on here? Of course, the order's still standing. Fire! 
That answers, uh, this movie will answer a lot of questions. And I saw this movie a long time ago. I saw it again right before I knew Art was coming on the show. And uh, it's worth reviewing. This is worth seeing. And I hope people go to OperationTear.com to watch the movie. You won some awards with this movie as well, Art. Yeah, 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 all around the world. Um, not much here in the United States. It was yeah, I would imagine. Pretty well, pretty well censored here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And so what, you know, this premise um, that uh, the, the plane passengers landed somewhere else, um, and in this movie uh, they, they landed in a, in a totally different place in Cleveland, and then what happened to them, and then also the fact that we did this uh, via the, the PNAC that came out before 9-11, where we called for a new world, uh, new uh, Pearl Harbor event to bring us into the next century of war and, of course, government contracts and, of course, all, all of these things, which it did. And so what where did where did you get these kinds of details? How did you come up with the premise for Operation Terror? Well, when I was thinking that um, when I found out the occupations of the passengers mm-hmm. in the planes in the four planes i thought wow the majority of these people have defense related jobs and i was an engineer for mcdonnell douglas and boeing for quite some time and and if i'm on a plane full of people and, and these planes were only a quarter full each you know on average but if i'm in a plane full of people there might be another engineer on there but but not half the plane, right. you know, full of, strange. Uh, full of these, these high technical people. So I thought that would be really interesting. You know, I thought, oh, you know, somebody should do a movie on that, you know. And then I thought, well, okay, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be me. So, right. I love so this. that's you, what I did. You were mayor of Bellflower, California. You ran for vice president in the year 2000. Um, and so you were in the, po- the political arena. And so that, of course, I, I'm sure lend, uh, lend itself to, you know, understanding a little bit more about government. Did you, did you feel like you, uh, like, as far as, as knowing we were behind it, you were one of the first people to come out and publicly come out with an, with, with an entirely different story about 9-11. Did you, I'm sure you caught a lot of heat. Well, not so much. Now, what we did was um, the only people that actually seen the screenplay while we were in production with myself and my director. And none of the actors got to see the entire thing. They only got to see the parts that they played. Mm. Um, we kept it really low-key. Uh, it was completely self-funded. I knew that you know, when you have a cast and a crew and you go to a site and then they shut you down, as soon as you get there, wow. you know, that costs a lot of money because you still sure. got to pay the cast and crew. Right. And, um, and when I ran for governor, I ran for governor against uh, Schwarzenegger in 2006. Mm-hmm. His campaign would call up any place that I would go that was on the website and try to get me shut down Jeez. before I got there. And uh, half of them did, and the other half told me that what, what had happened. You know, I have yeah, a Schwarzenegger campaign called us last night, and they told us to shut you down. So... I, I was aware of that, and uh, so we really kept it on the down low. Mm-hmm. So then when it came out, I tried to advertise. I couldn't. You know, I went to places like um, oh, InfoWars and mm-hmm. Prison Planet and tried to advertise. They wouldn't take my money. Uh, wow. Google wouldn't, wouldn't take, the, you know, my money. Uh, I tried to get a distributor at the um, – um, 
over at the American film market in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. I, I put out uh, 25 DVDs and had all these people. They, oh, yeah, we want to do it. We want to do it. Went back the next day and they looked, looked at me like I had leprosy. Wow, really? And, yeah, no, nobody would touch it, you know, because I, you know, I think somebody was following me around and, you know, mm-hmm. saying, you, if you touch this, you're, you know, we're going right. to destroy your company. Right. And, and a couple of them told me that, too. So, um, you know, so, you, yeah, I had to be really careful. So the fact that I didn't get any publicity, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really get much heat. Right. And so did, did um, when you came up with all of this, because it, I, it, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Um, the details that you're providing make more sense than the narrative. And so when you were looking at, were you thinking these things right when it, right after it happened? I mean, was it immediate for you where you were thinking, now, wait a second, there's no plane that looks like a missile hit here or there? I mean, what, what, what were you thinking right after? No, immediately after, I'm trying to convince myself um, okay, I understand static uh, loads and all this stuff, you know, being an engineer, but I don't really understand dynamic loads. And so there must have been something dynamic that happened to the Twin Towers that made them collapse. It didn't make any sense to me at all. Right. But, but then once I saw Building 7, I'm like, oh, okay, now <laughs> yeah. I get it. Okay, yeah, as it fell far later and for no <laughs> apparent reason and in this exact same way, right? So there had no, 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 not not the exact same way at all. Um, The twin towers were about 110 stories, and and in your typical controlled demolition, you have a debris pile of about 12 percent of the original structure. Mm -hmm. So that would have been about 13 story debris pile. Well, it didn't. It only had like a couple stories. And building seven was 47 stories, and it had a debris pile of about five stories high. So it was your typical controlled demolition. The mm. Twin Towers was, was something different. Mm. Okay. And then uh, this also uh, talked about how uh, NORAD uh, failed to intercept the four subsonic aircraft within an hour because it had been trained to do that within minutes. There's all kinds of, of things like this in the movies, in the, in the movie uh, Operation Terror. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lead mm-hmm. actor, he's... Um, He's a CIA CIA agent, and um, mm-hmm. he's meeting with the vice, the vice president, Dick Cheney, the guy I ran against in 2000. Right. Um, and so he's he's in there meeting with them and going over all the different operations that they're going to have on 9-11 to make sure that no one would interfere with their operation. Mm. Okay. And then, uh, and then how do you think the towers fell? I think there was um, some kind of directed energy or, mm-hmm. or something like that. I, I think they actually had a lot of backup mm-hmm. uh, to make it for sure it would it would go down. Explosives. Even before they collapsed or, or mm-hmm. disappeared. Um, there were squids going off and there was, you know, different explosions and Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think they had a lot of backup plans to make to make sure that if one thing didn't work, they would they would take it down uh, by another means. Right. Right. Um, when you. OK, so um, the the movie in of itself is basically about our uh, intelligence agencies, you know, uh, doing this. And I firmly I firmly agree with you. Um, did they have any help from other countries or was it just ours? I don't have that in the movie. Mm-hmm. I have um, I have the CIA, I have the FBI, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Mossad seemed to have played mm-hmm. a role. Um, Saudi intelligence, they, they were the ones that I believe helped get the patsies over here. Right. Um, there was Pakistani intelligence, the ISI. Mm-hmm. Um, they were funding, um, I think it was Mohammed Atta. Mm-hmm. He was, he was uh, getting funded secondhand through the ISI. Um, so th- those are a, a few of the intelligence agencies that were most likely involved. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I always have to to say again and again on the show for some reason, um, due to the, some of the mail I get, I love the Jewish people, but you can call out their government. You can call out their intelligence agencies. And for some reason, yeah. we've tied them all together. Yeah. I don't I don't think of the American people as part of the CIA or the CIA represents us. You know what I mean? Because they're quite atrocious. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, these intelligence agencies work together. I, I don't think that the Israeli government had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Mossad had their fingers in it. Mm-hmm. And and, um, you know, and I have a different take on it. I I think that Mossad um, purposely leaves breadcrumbs and, and major terrorist sites. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I mean, are you familiar with the dancing Israelis? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I read the, the FBI report on the dancing Israelis, and they made a spectacle of themselves over at Liberty Park, and then mm-hmm. they went to a parking lot and they did it again, and they were doing everything obvious. they could to, to get arrested. Yeah. Kind of um, obvious, but right. the pol- yeah. yeah, the police were busy that day, and they didn't really do anything. So finally, they get a the police get a call. Oh, you got it. Okay, says, we have to stop right there because you're not going to have time to finish that. But I want to hear about this. Okay. I want to hear about this phone call. Oh, okay. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. More more with Art Olivier, uh, Operation Terror.com. Hey there, everybody. Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa. Remember that? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. There's more countries joining, by the way, January 1st of uh, 2024. Um, But they formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar, instead of the U.S. dollar. This could be that first shoot a fall. So as uh, as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens, this is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors, savers like you are looking to sort of harness the power of physical gold. This is the place to talk to and and get it held in, in a tax-sheltered IRA, gold-backed IRA. Text Kate to 989898. You'll get a free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, A-plus rating with the BBB, countless five-star reviews. This is why Ron Paul loves them. This is why Steve Bannon loves them. Um, I know so many people that use Birch because uh, that's who I trust. That's who they trust. And they can help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. Isn't that big? That's a big deal. And I think right now, while you have the opportunity to do these things, I would do them. Um, The U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries. And so digital currency, central banks, you've got to arm yourself with the information on how to protect your savings and how to protect you. Text Kate 989898. That's the phone number you text. And then just text my name and claim your free uh, information kit and get the information and go over that information to see if it's right for you. Thanks. 
All right, my favorite listeners. <laughs> Listen, I've been talking about Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. And the reason is, is because when they first came out, I did a big story on them because I loved what they were doing and found such a need for it. And what happened over in Maui should be really a story that should tell all of us, you better have stuff on hand. You might have a friend that needs it or a relative that needs it, or you might need it. But right now is the perfect time to go to jacemedical.com and they actually have physicians that can meet with you from your home. So you can fill out a a form or you can uh, do a quick telemedicine call. It's so easy right now to do this, but they've got the doctors all set up to do it and uh, to help you to have these things in your arsenal with shortages, with all kinds of things. You never know what's going to happen. And so I tell people all the time, be prepared. Well, this is one of the ways you're prepared. Get your medications ahead. Make sure you have ample supply under your roof. And then also um, make sure that you have antibiotics, things that will help in a pinch. One customer was saying, hey, you know, I had a sinus infection. My doctor was out of town and it just so happened I had gone through this whole thing with Jace Medical to make sure I have prescriptions ahead and voila, had the medication right there. And uh, those are the kind of godsend moments, you know what I mean? Uh, Those little things. And so make sure that that you've got this. And of course, um, there's a lot of things that can happen, disasters, natural disasters. I think we're going to see more of those. Make sure you've got a way to help others, help yourself. No matter what happens, you're ready to go. And so you go online, you fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. Isn't that nice? It's like peace of mind. I love Jace Medical for this reason, and I love that they have done this and made this their mission. Go to jacemedical.com. It's J-A-S-E. J-A-S-E. So jacemedical.com and then enter code Kate, my name, at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Kate, okay? And you'll get some savings there. And I, I just love that they're doing this. You need to do this. I know you probably have stored food. You have some of the things that you need in that way. But do you have meds ahead? It's things that you're taking right now? Do you have extra and then also antibiotics, things like that? This is the place to do it, jacemedical.com. Thanks, you guys. Um. Come to the Gold Ore Store, and Greg Neal will help you understand why investing in gold and silver now might save you in the future. The Gold Ore Store, 7 North Main in St. George. Hey, neighbor, did you get a new mattress? Where did you get it at? At the mattress store. I know you went to the mattress store, but which mattress store did you go to? The mattress store. You know the guy on the radio? Nobody. Hey, it's Justin for the mattress store. Thanks for shopping local and voting us best of Southern Utah five years in a row. And if I can help you with your next mattress, come see us. Washington next to Best Buy, Bloomington by the Walmart, downtown Cedar City next to Lynn's, and our new location on Sunset Boulevard and Dixie Drive. Nobody beats a mattress store. Nobody. Come to the Gold Ore Store. And Greg Neal will help you understand why investing in gold and silver now might save you in the future. The Gold Ore Store, 7 North Main in St. George. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Everybody won't be treated all the same. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Little Johnny for you. And uh, our guest, Art uh, Olivier. We also have, of course, <laughs> Uncle Milty's here with me uh, live. And I also wanted to mention Birch Gold. Um, look, this is the place to reach out to for gold and silver. I love these guys. Um, they are there to educate. They've been red-pilled. They understand what's going on. On and they can really help you with options on what to do with your assets, your money, and, and things to do. So please text 989898 and text the word Kate, and then they'll send you some information to look at. It's worth looking at, okay? It's definitely worth looking at because you need to know your options. And I feel like there's not a, 
I think there's only going to be a limited amount of time for options, to tell you the truth. And so that's my feeling. Um, but as things close in on the digital dollar, uh, as, as digital currency comes in and wipes out cash, which we know is happening, just please go and text 989898, text the word Kate, okay, to Birch Gold. I love these guys. Uh, get some help there. Um, Art, uh, you were going to talk about a phone call. Yeah, so the last phone call that they received about the dancing Israelis, mm-hmm. the caller said there are men dressed as Palestinians. They're headed towards the tunnels from New Jersey going into New York. We have a white ban. Mm-hmm. They even said they even said we. Huh. So once they you know so they got into their white van, they head towards the tunnel, they got roadblocks there. They get pulled over, and, um, you know, they're all very suspicious, expired visas and everything else. And they said, we are not your problem. The Palestinians are your problem. And um, so that was the only phone call. You know, all the, all the other calls that people called about the dancing Israelis is mm-hmm. in the FBI report. Right. That call, they don't put the phone number in. Even all the, all the other phone numbers are redacted. They don't even have this phone number redacted. They just don't have it in there. So I think the FBI was kind of covering up the fact that these guys had called the police on themselves. Mm. And, you know, and a couple of the guys had ties to Mossad. Okay. Um, they were held in custody for like two and a half months, and then they, were, they flew back to Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, if they would have just been a bunch of goofballs that had had just messed up, they would have never been seen again. You know, they got off the plane and they you know, would mm-hmm. never see them again. Sure. But instead, they go on, on a Israeli national TV and they said, oh, we were there to document the event, further implicate themselves. Right, right. So, so too obvious. So, so that, yeah, so that's what I think that they're, they're doing is that, okay. that Mossad is, is trying to implicate Israel. You know, and the people think, well, Mossad does everything that mm-hmm. to benefit Israel. Well, I got like the CIA does everything to benefit the United States. Right, right. You know? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and the same thing happened with um, on, on the 7-7 attacks in London. Uh, Netanyahu was in New York on 9-11. He was in London on 7-7. And he even admitted that he said, oh, I, I didn't go to my meeting that morning because I was warned not to. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So, I see. yeah. So, so I, I think that's, they're just throwing it down, throwing down uh, breadcrumbs on these okay. terrorist events. We're going to come right back. I want to ask him where the people uh, landed, um, some eyewitness reports, and this is going to be different from Friday's show. So very, uh, very intriguing. I like to hear all aspects. Be right back with Art Olivier, operationterror.com. You should see the movie. Be right back. Hospice providers. You guys.